How do I say no at work? How do I decline adding additional work to my plate when I already have so much to do? Today I talk about how to politely decline adding more work onto your plate when a colleague is trying to unload that and make you be the one to take on all of their work. Stay tuned. You are listening to the Career Path Angel Show, where we talk all about career, business, positive mindset, self-development, and many other fun and exciting topics with one goal in mind, to help new working professionals to fast-track their careers in the corporate world. So what are we waiting for? Let's dive right in. Here is your host, Angel Mary. Hi, everyone. Welcome to the Career Path Angel Show. Thank you so much for joining. Today, we are talking about a really interesting topic that I think everybody at one time or another has tried to figure out a way to say, which is saying no at work. If you're just tuning in, this is a podcast where we discuss career topics and business advice that is relevant for you in today's world. So let's get into it. How do you say no nicely? But before I start, I want to tell you a little bit of what I came through as I started in the working world. When I first started working, I was extremely nervous. As a young woman starting my first job, I was looking to please my boss. I was looking to please my colleagues. I was looking to make a really good impression. Making a good impression was extremely important to me because it was the way I was going to establish myself as a professional. It was the way I was going to get political clout. It was the way individuals would look at me and be able to see that I'm there for the job, for the work, and nothing more. But in my, I guess, exuberance to please my colleagues and my boss, I found myself having a hard time saying no. And I remember this particular instance in my very first role where I was working in the accounting office and I was tasked with a set of duties that fulfilled my day. From the beginning of the workday to the end of the workday, I was completely tied up with the job. And my colleagues, they all had their various tasks that they had to complete and we worked in cohesion as a team. But what I came to find was some people, and I think that this is widespread across many workplaces, there's people who like to shift their work onto the new person who comes in. And I would say it's somewhat something like hazing a person into the job, right? They're trying to test you. They're trying to figure out, are you going to be strong enough to push back? And I, at that time, being so green in the role, I had a hard time really being able to say no. I felt a lot of pressure. I felt like if I was unable to do whatever was asked of me, I was going to be looked down by my colleagues and my boss would think that I was not efficient. Also, let's be real here. When you're coming into a new role, you don't know what the work culture is. You don't know if you are supposed to be taking on every single task that's supposed to be on your plate. I did not know if the work that I was doing, in addition to the work that colleagues would come and ask me to complete, was part of my work job description. And this is one of the first things that I want 
anyone who's listening to be clear about, it's really getting that full, complete picture that what you're doing on a day-to-day basis is approved by your boss. Sometimes when you're working, it's unclear if outside of the tasks that you're directed to do, there's an expectation that you should be picking up the jobs of others really to get the entire team working together towards one goal. And there's two different ways of looking at this. The first way of looking at it is looking at it from the standpoint of teamwork. Now, being a great team player requires sometimes sometimes lifting a heavy load on behalf of a colleague. Maybe they're out sick, maybe they're on vacation, maybe they need help and you want to help out. But Other times, there are individuals who are out there who really want to push. They want to make sure that they are relaxed and you are doing all of the work. And that's very dangerous because you come to find that your kindness is being taken advantage of. So I'm talking today about some simple ways to address this issue. And I'm talking about it really because... Individuals who don't know how to say no end up becoming extremely overwork, overworked. They become extremely overwhelmed. They start having high levels of dis- dissatisfaction in their jobs. And in my case, when I was working, I began finding that I was building some level of resentment to my one colleague who kept pushing work onto my plate. And in my story, what ended up happening was I got, as a new employee, I got pushed work onto my plate that I actually didn't have actual education or qualifications to do. So I felt a level of stress having this work on me. And it wasn't until I approached my boss and I told him, I don't know how to do this. And, you know, so-and-so gave me this and I'm having trouble here that he said, wait a second, why are you doing this? This is not your responsibility. This is not your job description. You're not supposed to even be completing this task. And, you know, he was really great in that he told me I need to communicate with him any time I was going to be taking on anything. And if anybody was going to be pushing it onto my um, work lap, I should be checking in with him first to make sure that that's something I should be doing. So that's the first key step is you need to have clear communication with your boss to make sure that you are not taking on more than you're supposed to be. Now, how do you handle when someone's coming at you? How do you deal with that? I would say the first thing is you really want to be crystal clear. You can't say things like maybe, okay? You cannot say things like I don't think so because that actually doesn't even sound professional. I don't think so. Can you do this? I don't think so. Mm, you don't come across as knowledgeable or in command of your work when you say things like that. So you want to be extremely straightforward. You want to make sure that the person who's asking you the question understands that when you mean no, it's not necessarily forever. It might be just for that moment. It's until maybe you clear up other tasks and maybe you could pitch in and help out. But sometimes when you say maybe later or some other time, you're really leading them to believe that you're going to be helping them at some point in the future. And you want to be crystal clear. If you're not going to be supporting them, 
they need to, and they need to figure out what they're doing on their own. You need to be clear about that. That's the first thing. The next thing is, I think simply saying no is not enough in a work environment. If I had my colleague come to me and I said no, that is actually a very cold way to stop. I, I know that it sounds easy to just simply say no sometimes, but it's really cold. It feels standoffish. It feels almost prudish. Maybe people will give this or feel this impression of you that you think you're better than them. And you don't want that. You want to explain why you're not going to be able to support them. And I think there's a difference between having work unloaded on you versus you supporting a colleague. So this is why softening up the way you answer the question, can you help me out with this? Simply saying no is not enough. You, you really need to give a short explanation. I would not give a long diatribe about why you can't do something. Oh, I have this to do, I have this to do, I have to do that. That's not exactly how I would handle it. I would always handle it in, in, this, in a specific way saying, I was tasked with certain projects that have specific deadlines and I'm currently working on that. And therefore, I'm not going to be able to help you out with this. Uh, but if I do get my work done and I do have extra time at the end of the day, I would be happy to help you. But at this time, I can't. That's a really easy and simple way to do it. But, you know, simply saying no, that can come across as abrasive. And that's something you need to be careful about. And finally, another way is really finding an alternative way to say no, um, bring up another way to give them, you know, um, a feeling that you're going to come back to them. And I think when you tell them, listen, uh, this is obviously something that's really important to you and you really need a lot of help and there's no one else to help you. Maybe we can schedule a time that I can go over this with you. And this is, of course, something that you need to be clear with your boss that you're doing. I don't want anybody doing work and the other person who's supposed to be completing the work is getting all the credit. Now, that's critical here. Often, if you are doing work silently and your boss or you know other colleagues have no clue, you are the one behind the scenes completing a project and your colleague is the one who's presenting it and showcasing it and behaving like they've done all the research for it, who do you think is going to be getting the promotions, the raises? That's right. It's going to be your colleague. And I'm not really uh, fond of individuals who take credit for other people's work. And you have to be very careful about how you move forward and saying, okay, I'll help you out. You have to make sure that if you end up doing the vast majority of the work, somehow in some way, number one, your boss knows and others should know too that you're the brains behind the project. So keeping your stance after you say no is the other piece of this puzzle. You don't want to say no and then change your mind later and say yes, because then people will think you're weak, that you're not firm on your answer, that your words don't really have authoritative power, that you are able to be malleable and, and bended easily. And I believe that a part of that is individuals at work are looking to take advantage. Let's let's be real here. We know that there's people who want to just shirk their responsibilities, shift that work onto your plate, and they don't want to do much more than that. 
So let's think about some specific phrases that you can use. And um, I'm going to give you a few that I really like, but <laughs> this you, you don't you can use your own words. And I'm giving you these phrases as an opportunity to, you know, really have different tools in your tool belt so you can whip them out anytime. So here's a couple. Here's one. Unfortunately, I have too much to do today. I can help you at another time. That's one way. That's when you do have an intention to help your colleague. You like your colleague. You want to help them out, but you're busy. Another way you could say is, I'm not comfortable doing that task. Is there anything else I can help you with? That's actually something that you would use when the job that they're asking you to do is something you're not qualified to do. So keep that one in your back pocket for when you're, not, you're asked to do something that it's not really your wheelhouse. Another way to say no. Sorry, I've already committed to something else. I hope you understand. That's pretty obvious and self-explanatory, but it's pretty easy to say this one because it's showing that you're committed to your work that you're working on, the project you're working on, and you're asking for them to understand where, what point you're coming from. Another one. No, I won't be able to fit that into my schedule this week. Here's another. I'm not taking on any other work right now. Maybe check with another department. Now that's uh, one thing you can do if the work that's coming in can be spread across other colleagues in other areas. So keep that one in mind. Here's another one. Sadly, I cannot help with that. I'm not qualified for that type of work. This really ends the conversation when someone's trying to unload work on you that you really don't have any qualifications to complete. As I'm thinking about specific types of work that maybe you need to have certifications for, maybe you have no work experience in, that's where that phrase comes in. Here's another way to say no. How about you try it on your own first and then I can help you. I love this phrase because this is often when somebody is new or rather green in, your, in their role and they've come, leaned on you over and over and over again to support them. And you know that they could probably do the work on their own if they just give it a go and try. But oftentimes they don't want to because they're a little lazy. They got used to you starting it for them. So that's when you'd use that phrase. Here's another one. I've been feeling too busy at work lately. I will have to decline at this time. This is a little bit more formal, and I would probably use this in a more formal setting. Here's another one. I've had a negative experience with that before, so I'll have to decline. Another one where you've done something for them, and you've worked with them, and it just didn't work out well. This is a little bit tricky because it's all about delivery. If you say it in a way where it's opening you up to talk more about what your negative experience is, then I wouldn't necessarily use that phrase. But I would use that phrase if you were doing something where you weren't qualified and now they're asking you to do it again. Here's another one. I've done that a million times before. Let's give, one, give someone else a chance to try. I love this one because you're giving the opening that you're overqualified for this job and task and Maybe they need to move on to somebody else who needs more work experience. Uh, here's another good one. Unfortunately, that's not possible. It won't work out this time. Or, that sounds so exciting, but we'll have to wait for another time. Or here's another one. I really shouldn't this time, but thank you. That's a strange one because you're adding a thank you at the end. But thanking the person also shows that you respect them. 
Here's another one. Let me get back to you, but I'm not confident about it working out. That's kind of saying maybe without saying maybe and a polite way to turn them down. I like saying no more firmly than this, but that's a softer way to do it. Here's another one. This task doesn't align with my own principles. Could we change what I need to do? That one is a little bit more about what you're doing on your day-to-day and whether or not that's aligning with the work that they're doing. So you need to be clear about that. And it depends on the role you're in. Here's another one. I can't help, but I have some resources I can forward to you. This is a brilliant answer to someone who just simply doesn't want to do work on their own and they keep pestering you over and over and over again. And here's finally another one that I think you could use. How about instead of me doing that, I help you with something else? That's a really great way to do an exchange where you're not taking on their big project, but you're almost giving them a kind of compromise where you'll take something else small off their plate that you know won't take more than 30 seconds of your time. Okay, with that, I'm going to end this. I really hope that this was helpful to you. Saying no is a very critical and important part of being a working professional. If you don't know how to say no, you're going to find yourself dragged into so many different jobs and tasks. You're going to get super overwhelmed and I don't want that happening to you. That's why this episode really revolved around finding your voice in professionally declining additional work. I want to thank you for listening. If you haven't hit that subscribe button, please do so now. And I want to just remind you, you are 100% capable of whatever you put your mind to. You can accomplish anything as long as you're following those rules of professionalism and keeping yourself aligned with the work at, at hand. Take care and we will talk again next week. Bye. Thank you for tuning into the Career Path Angel Show with Angel Mary. Something you want to hear Angel talk about on the show? Contact Angel through Instagram or TikTok to let her know. Hit subscribe to make sure you never miss an episode and be sure to share it with your friends. Till next time, stay confident, stay positive, and never give up.